Joining us once again is Mark Propilia. Mark is with Hockey Ministries International. He serves as the team chaplain to the Buffalo Sabres, the Rochester Americans, as well as both RIT and Nazareth College. Mark, welcome back to the program. Glad to have you with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Mark, we've been talking about the Freedom From Religion Foundation. They've sent letters to at least 15 universities asking them to abolish the chaplaincy positions amongst at least their football teams. Being a chaplain who serves two different schools, are you surprised by that request? And did you ever wonder in the back of your mind if or when such an attack would come? You know what? Actually, I'm not surprised uh, just because sort of the spirit of the age and uh, where our country is heading, the direction that we're going. I'm surprised at why they want it uh, removed, because I think their their concerns are actually ill-founded. But the fact that they want it removed, and that, that will probably continue uh, that actually doesn't surprise me. The basis for the complaint is basically the chaplains are given a unique access to the team, which allows them an opportunity to try to convert non-Christians. Now, it would seem to me that most of your time would be spent working with those who already believe. I mean, of course, you're going to have some opportunity to evangelize, but do you have many non-Christians take part in your chapel services? Uh, yeah, certainly it's, uh, it's heavier on those who believe, but, uh, Quite frankly, I have everybody. I have people who are definitely believers. I have people who are not believers. I have people who are just, uh, you know, another guy in, in the chapel is their ride. So they're sitting in just to waste time. I have guys who are just curious. I have guys who don't know what they are. I have guys who are bored and guys who are seeking. I've got uh, really all across the board. But no, there, I mean, it, it's, it's funny. I wish, I wish this group could hang out with me for a little bit and see how sort of irrelevant I am to the program. I mean, I really just sit off in a corner and just wait. You know, the guys know I'm there, and if they want to show up, they show up. But there's uh, this this sort of aggressive evangelism uh, that they're also scared of. Uh, that doesn't happen. The Spirit of God works undercover, so to speak. I mean, he doesn't need the uh, the flash or the attention, and you never know what he's doing. But from from a strictly, like, tangible point of view, I'm so irrelevant to these teams. It's just funny that they think like I I got some sort of power <laughs> over these players. I got I got nothing. I stand in a corner and hope somebody shows up. Um, they're all nice. They're all everybody's very you know. Hey Mark, how's it going? Hey Mark, good to see you. You know, as they walk by me, <laughs> you know, I'm to wherever they're going. Again, it's just you know this. Oh my gosh, I'm proselytizing and I'm converting. Oh boy, I wish. Yeah, I, I wish that they, what they were accusing me of was actually true, because that would be awesome. Can you give us some background, Mark? What are some of the things a team chaplain does? Well, you know what? Uh, I'm glad you said it that way, but I'm going to correct you. I'm not a team chaplain, and I, I personally don't know any team chaplain. We are chaplains who provide chapel to the team. And so uh, the semantics is important. The uh, the team the team has nothing to do with me, or I have nothing to do with the team. If you were to call up my team and said, "Hey, who's your chaplain?" Uh, they would probably say, "What's a chaplain?" Number one, and we don't have one because I'm just a guy who supplies a service to those who are interested. And I I often say it's it's like the guy who fills the Coke machine. Some people like the product, and so we go and fill the Coke machine, and if anybody's there, and if they want it, then then they're there. But uh, what I do is I uh, literally I contact the team. I speak to the entire team. I tell them that this program is available. 
I see if anyone's interested. And there have been times when I've spoken to the team and said, I'll be here after practice, and I get there, and nobody shows up. But if guys do show up, and if they're interested, then we start. Then we just simply say, I say to the guy, which one of you will be my contact? And on your invitation, I'll show up. That particular player might say, hey, you know, Tuesday after practice works. And so I'll show up Tuesday after practice. I will literally wait in the hallway and uh, just find an empty table, an empty locker room. And um, that particular player will, you know, just let the team know that I'm available. And I get one guy. I might get 15 guys. When they show up, yes, then we do go through a little uh, mini Bible study or sermon or looking at uh, the claims of God and um, ask, you know, any questions. They usually don't have any. And then I say goodbye. From there, sometimes players do have questions, and then we take it offline, and we go to Starbucks two days later or something, and, and then we can chat. What I do is I show up, have somebody there letting the, the team know I'm around, and uh, then whoever shows, I do, you know, give them a little bit of, uh, little bit of God, and hopefully uh, I let the Holy Spirit take it from there. Well, that is an important distinctive between being a team chaplain and a chaplain providing just a service to the team. Exactly. I get nothing. I mean, I, and I, I mean that, I mean, name it, I don't get it. I don't get tickets. I don't get, I don't get paid. I don't get a parking pass. You know, I don't get a swipe card so I can get into the rink. I don't get, you name it, I don't get it. I'm just a guy that the leagues and uh, the NCAA has just simply said, hey, if the team wants you there, just like a, again, like a Coke vendor. Hey, if the team wants a Coke machine, let them have a Coke machine. If the team wants this uh, stranger given chapels, but they don't mind, then there you go. Uh, we're not associated with the team in any way, shape, or form. And that's interesting that you don't get anything because some of the complaints involving some of these football programs allege that the schools are, quote-unquote, paying the chaplains in such a way as providing an office or complimentary right. game tickets and you know so many of those games they give away tickets for any number of different reasons because they're they're not sold out do you think these schools should go out of their way to not provide tickets or or anything else for that matter to avoid the possibility of being viewed as improper benefits personally i don't think so because if i understand the detractors of chapel the opponents of chapel they want freedom and they don't want pressure on anybody to live a certain way or worship a certain way. And so if, if there's true freedom, then I think the schools should be able to, like you said, give those tickets to whoever they want. And whether it's the local boys and girls clubs or the YMCA or the guy or girl who happens to be the chaplain, I don't think that's a problem. Because like you said, it, it, they, they are given away and there is a certain amount of uh, tickets that are available. You know, now b buying the chaplain two season tickets, now that's a different story. If on this particular game or that particular game, uh, the chaplain gets a free ticket, uh, I, I just don't see, you know, that's, we're, we're beyond the realm of common sense if we start arguing that. Have you ever been in a situation or perhaps you know of another team chaplain who was in a situation where someone actually objected or complained about their presence with the team? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, not myself personally, but I do know of other chaplains, and it's unfortunately uh, when it has crossed the line. For instance, I never go in a locker room. Even when the team says, hey, come on in, I don't go uh, because I just say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to st stay out here. When I ever, whenever I have been in a locker room, 
it's been like after hours. It's been, you know, the one guy basically taking me on a tour, but I don't go in the locker room. I don't, I don't give a pregame speech. I don't give an after game speech. I'm, you know, we're totally, we're, we're separate. Uh, we're allowed to be there again in my illustration, just like the Coke machine is allowed to be there, but we're not, uh, going in the room and, and if you will, being part of the team. When there's been friction, it's because people have been, they have, they've crossed that line and they've been in the locker room and they've been doing, um, chaplaincy, if you will, during work hours for these, for these athletes. And, um, I think that the, the chaplaincy should be, um, you know, when they're not at work. So like I said, I always do it after a practice. They're done and they can go anywhere. And so the fact that we're in the rink, the building itself is just a convenience, but it has nothing to do with the matters of the team. If a team's roster had a number of players who were part of another faith, do you think most schools would be willing to bring in a faith leader of, of that faith, or, or would they simply cut off access to everybody and force players to find support and worship opportunities on their own? I think they would do the latter. I think they would just cancel it. I wish they would do the former. I have I'll say, I'm not afraid of competition, so to speak. Uh, yes, if there's somebody from a different faith that uh, would, would prefer a, a different chaplain, I think that's great because, especially at the elite levels, these teams, uh, the players are provided with so much, you know, tutors and nutritionists and dietitians and strength and conditioning coaches and, uh, you know, different things. If a player wants to, uh, utilize the nutritionist, well, then there's the availability, but they don't have to. So I would prefer that they would bring in multiple guys of different faiths, but I think the reality is they would just punt and say, you know, you're all gone and figure it out on your own. Yeah. I want to ask you another question. This has absolutely nothing to do with the topic we've been discussing, but Zach and I have been talking a lot about uh, the NHL deciding to put sponsorship ads on jerseys. Uh, strictly as a hockey fan, Mark, and, and someone who's been around the game for a great deal, do you like that idea of ads on jerseys to increase revenue? Uh, personally, I don't. I uh, I think it just looks doesn't look good. Uh, I mean, I would even go back many years ago uh, to the to the blank dasher boards just to have the white boards, but now they're filled with with ads and sometimes ads on the ice. And so I I would imagine that the NHL probably will go that route as the European teams have done. I'm not a fan of it. It doesn't bother me, but I do think that uh, if the NHL could, in a sense, have a different level, a different standard, and um, probably I don't think they need to do that, uh, I think that would be better. Mark, I want to thank you for coming on. Your perspective on this is great. You gave us a lot of good insight, um, good things to think about. With the new season coming up soon, is there anything we can keep in prayer for you? You know what? I would just say uh, for favor, as I uh, I think of Daniel had uh, with the Palace Guard, you know, especially in light of the subject that we're talking about, maybe some of the people will be a little skittish to just have me around, uh, you know, not, not wanting to rock the boat or not wanting to cause attention or something. So I would just I would just pray for, for favor, whatever that means. If it's with the whole team, if it's with a few guys, if we meet at the rink, if we meet off-site, uh, none of that really matters. Those are just details. But uh, it would be great if there were a need, a personal need, for uh, players or coaches or staff in these teams to just say, you know what, in, in spite of all this, uh, this is important, and uh, I, need, I need this. So that's what I would pray for. 
That's Mark Porpilia. He's with Hockey Ministries International. And Mark, thanks again for coming on with us. Thanks for having me.